What's up, my fine fellow fan geeks? This is your boy, Dark Neo. Welcome to episode 13 of Fan Geeks for All podcast with Dark Neo. Hope you guys are enjoying your Sunday as it is today, Sunday, June 4th. Um, great having you back on the show. Thank you for joining me. If you're one of my regular listeners, I thank you for coming back. And if you're a new listener, Welcome, welcome to Fangies for All podcast. As I said, I'm Dark Neo, and I am so happy to have you guys with me. And you know, I I will say it again, said it once before, and I'll always say it again. I love doing the show, my favorite part of the day. And um, let's just get let's just dive into it, get started, because there's a whole lot of cool stuff that I um definitely want to talk about today. Um, some some stuff that I found out that is like really cool, and it's just blowing my mind away and i'm even going to start with the the, the first story i'm going to topic is going to do is one of my favorites but before we get into that let's properly start the show the right way if you are if you are new to the show or whatever be sure to check out my youtube channel dark neo also under dark one entertainment that is where i post all my youtube videos that i create myself original shows that i create myself all on there very fun shows keep you entertained um so you'll have a ball do that so make sure you subscribe to my youtube channel i can use all the subscribers i can get and make sure to also visit my official website darkneofangeeks.com i sell merchandise on there i have exclusive videos that you won't see on youtube um i have a whole fan geek news board that keeps you in the know of latest movie trailers or just um people in the know everything you that fan geeks like us enjoy that is on that site so you get a whole richest you get a whole thing of everything that's on there and make sure you also um become a member of that site it's only it's not a lot of money to join but it's a whole lot of fun for you there's three different membership tiers you get to pick which one you you want to do and also keep in mind for i mentioned this from a few shows back there's still time to enter my um dark neo phenomenal giveaway that i have on my website darkneofangeeks.com where you yes you can win it get a chance to win an exclusive copy of the nintendo switch game the legend of zelda tears of the kingdom for free i am giving that game away you still have time today is june 4th the con the giveaway ends on june 12th so if you've been dying to get that game and stores you go into, it's been sold out on, go to my website and and see the exclusive rules on how to to join the giveaway. It's um very easy. All you have the all you have to do is two ways to join. Actually, you could either become a member by picking any of the three memberships that I have, or if you don't want to become a member. You can go on to the store section of my site where I sell all my merchandise. And there's a particular shirt that's called the High Ruler T-shirt, which is a shirt I designed that has Link, a picture of Link on there with the High Rule in the back. If you don't become a member, you can order that T-shirt and that will also qualify you as an entrant, entrant into the giveaway. So those are the two ways to join. Either sign up, pick any one of the three memberships or buy the T-shirt. Hey, and if you want to, you know... If you really love Link, become a member and buy the t-shirt. You get best of both worlds. And anyone who chooses the annual VIP membership where you only pay once a year, you will get, not only will you get entered into the giveaway, but 
if on June 12th, if I call your name and you happen to be a pick one of the VIP members, not only will you get the game for free, I'm throwing in an exclusive Hylian Shield that was introduced from the first um, Nintendo Switch Zelda game, Breath of the Wild. And it's a cool shield that you can put, you know, on the shelf, have it in your background. If you do, if you do like podcasts, video podcasts like I do, you can put in the background so people can see it and be envious of you. But like I said, you can only get that bonus gift if you sign up for the annual VIP membership on my website, darkneofangeeks.com. So be sure to check it out. You know, as I said, you still clock's ticking, so hurry, hurry, hurry. All right, guys, so let us get into the show. First topic of the day, I am so excited about this. I found out about this um, actually a few days ago, but, you know, I said I'll save it for this show so I can talk about it. So, say it once, say it twice, third time's a charm. He's back after 35 years. Michael Keaton will return in 2024 as a hilarious bio-exorcist Beetlejuice. The long-awaited sequel will have returning cast members Keaton, along with Winona Ryder and Kathleen O'Hara, but will also introduce new characters. Wednesday's Jenna Ortega will play Lydia's daughter, and Monica Bellucci from the Matrix films will play Beetlejuice's wife. I don't know how that works, but I can't wait to see how that part story plot comes. And William Defoe, who we all know as, you know, um Oz uh, from Osborne from the Spider-Man movies. William Defoe will play a law enforcement officer in the afterlife. So don't know what his name is, but that's what they that's how they title him as right now. And um, Tim Burton, once again, returns to direct the film. And Danny Elfman, once again, returns to do the score for the film as well. So this is exciting for me because I love Beetlejuice. film originally came out in 1988. And it is, for any one of you listening now, if you have not seen it, I feel so bad for you. Check whatever streaming channels um, have it or just... Go on Amazon.com and order the film. Or if any store sells it, you need to own that film. It is very, very funny, very entertaining. Um, and just, it's Tim Burton directed it. And it is it is just such a funny film. And it's one of those films that, even though it was so many years back, to this day, there's scenes that I remember that that I can't forget. It's just embedded in my brain. So you, I, I'm. So this is so exciting to hear that they're finally doing a sequel. And let me tell you something. This sequel, they have been trying to make this thing for years. This is not just they just woke up a few months ago and say, "Hey, let's do a sequel to Beetlejuice." No, 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 no. They have been trying to do a sequel for years, decades. They've been trying to. They've been trying to perfect the script on this. And what's funny about it is that it seems like each participant who is trying to get this film made have relied on what the other said and i'll explain that um each for all the years and the success that Beale juice has had people you know whenever the the tim burton or even the actors themselves have been in interviews or whatever the number one question they always get is will there ever be a Beale juice 2 
and each one of them has said almost simultaneously the same thing. Where, like, Tim Burton has, when Tim Burton gets that question, he says, I would only do it if Michael Keaton was on board. When Michael Keaton gets that question, he says, I would only do it if Tim Burton was on board. When Renata Ryder gets that question, she says, I would only do it if both Tim, if Tim Burton and Michael Keaton were on board. So, like, they're all, <laughs> they're all relying on each other to get this film done. And this, Beetlejuice, Michael Keaton has publicly said that out of all of his films in his entire career, Beetlejuice is his favorite. He loves the character of Beetlejuice so much. He is he has probably been the biggest advocate to try and get a sequel done. But as he said, and as I said, he's been waiting. He's only he would only do it if Tim Burton had a good script and it made sense, and he was down to do it. So now apparently the parent the powers that be have come forth, and the producers of the film, even though Tim Burton's directing it. The producers of the film are actually the same producers that did um, the the Jenna Ortega show Wednesday, you know, based on, you know, the um, Wednesday Adams character from, you know, the Adams family. So she gets to work with, you know, Tim Burton once again and the same and the same, um, you know, producers and, and creators. So it's like it's all family now. And um, there's have been posters that release. If you actually go on IMDb for Beetlejuice 2, you can actually see some promotional posters. Now, I think a few, maybe three of them had been made from years back when they, from some artist who was like a major fan of it, as to say, I can't, I want to see this. And then, um, I think the recent one that has shows Jenna Ortega with with an image of Beetlejuice standing behind her. You don't see his face, but you can tell from the black and white striped suit that it's Beetlejuice. And um, yeah, so it, I I'm jacked excited. I so can't wait to see this. It's right now. They only say it's coming out in 2024. There's no actual release date yet, and they. I believe they started filming already because they're shooting the film in Canada and they are, I think they had already started like pre-production and they, and they got it started really just before the writer's guild strike really came about. So I don't know now. I don't know if there's, I think they're still filming. So I don't, so I don't know how that works as far as the strike, if they're still continuing filming or they're taking a break. I, that part, I don't know. But, um, you know, if, if it is, if production is being halted because of the Riders Guild strike, Hollywood, listen to me, open your ears, hear my voice, pay these writers what they are, what they're asking for. Let's get the stupid strike over with. You are holding up production on a lot of cool shit that's coming out. So please give these people what they want. They're, they're the reason why, you know, we have a Hollywood anyway. So Pay the writers what they want, and let's get these shows back on the road, these production films back on the road. But, um, yeah, so Beetlejuice 2, coming sometime in 2024. Everybody is back, or at least some of the people are back, because, um, you know, we sadly did lose um, two cast members from the original Beetlejuice. Um, the actor who played um, Lydia's father, he passed away from years back. 
and also the the actor who played Otho, the very funny <laughs> character Otho. Sally, unfortunately, he passed away years back as well. So we so I don't know how the story is how the what the story is. They had plots for the story before. I think there was something that was in the wind of like Beetlejuice goes to Hawaii or something like that. It may sound stupid, but I don't know how this ties in but they made but from what um i think one thing that michael keaton was saying and i don't have a direct quote from him but i think he was saying something like this script right now for beetlejuice 2 is it's a true reflection of the original beetlejuice film from 1988 so it can now, I don't know if it's supposed to pick up from where it left off. I'm assuming it's years later, you know, whatever. And I'm curious to see just Keaton back as the Beetlejuice thing because, remember, he's a dead guy. <laughs> so, I don't know how much CGI they're going to do on Keaton to make him look like the Beetlejuice from 1988. But I have a feeling that won't be too much of a problem because this is a story that does take place... I guess it was, I think they said like 27, 26 years after the story. I don't know how, the, I don't know the exact timeline of the of the script because right now nothing, not much info has been released about um, the script, the, the storyline itself. And it's not coming out until next year. So keep keep your eyes open on it. But it definitely is a green lit, it's a green lit project. It is happening. And I think they are filming right now. Beetlejuice 2 coming sometime in 2024 i can't wait i am so super excited for this all right so on to the next thing so by now most of you have heard that 83 year old veteran actor al pacino is about to become a father for the fourth time his 29 year old girlfriend nora alfala is pregnant with the scarface star's child which will be his first in 22 years. So Pacino recently requested her to have a DNA test to find out for sure if he's the father. I was like, what is this, Maury Povertro? <laughs> this is so weird. So yeah, he, I guess, you know, the guy's 83. I think he has every right to know. So he had her do a DNA test to find out inconclusively if he is the father of this child and the results are in and the baby on the way is definitely in fact his but you know what him asking her to take a dna test really doesn't surprise me because if you look further into the story <laughs> the girl like i said her name's nora alfala she seems to have a track record for hooking up with celebrity icons that are old enough to be her dad. <laughs> it's so, so weird. I mean, she's been in past relationships with both Rolling Stones frontman Mick Jagger and legendary actor-director Clint Eastwood. So now she's moved on to Al Pacino. <laughs> I'm like, man, what is up with this chick? <laughs> you know, I... You know... I I don't know what to think. I and I I'm not even going to say oh they're so madly in love and now she's having a child. Yeah, right. She went from Jagger to Eastwood to and now to Pacino. You know, I mean, 
who's next? You know, <laughs> Liam Nielsen? I was like, <laughs> who are you going after? <laughs> I mean, I hope Pacino does not think, plan on even trying to marry this girl. That would be the... I'm sorry, I respect Al Pacino so much. He's one of my all-time favorite actors. But Al, Mr. Pacino, you would be an idiot if you even put a ring on this girl's finger. <laughs> and I don't think he will. You know, from the fact that he asked her to take a DNA test, something tells me Pacino's smart enough already. And he's like, you're not going to trap me. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> But I'm like saying, that is just so... I mean, God bless him. I mean, the fact that he can still have kids at his age, God bless him. But I'm wondering what kind of life that... I mean, first of all, <laughs> it's it's all just so twisted and bizarre to me. Because the girlfriend is 29 years old, right? P Pacino has three of her kids already. The last two are actually twin brother and sister. And they're 22 years old. So now, those 22-year-olds are going to have a 29-year-old stepmom. <laughs> I mean, sort of. Allegedly. I mean, it's not even legal yet because, like I said, Pacino and this girl are not married. Nor do I think they will get married. I don't think he's that crazy. Just because they have a kid. I think they can still be boyfriend and girlfriend and have a kid out of wedlock. It's been happening for centuries, so why not? But, yeah, that it just seems very weird. And then the fact that, you know, I pray, I'm, and I mean this very wholeheartedly and sincerely, I pray that Pacino can live a very long, prosperous life so he can watch his future son or daughter grow up, uh, at least a little bit. But it's still weird. Because, let's, let, alright, you know, like I said, I pray for long life for Pacino, long live Al Pacino, I love him to death. I'm just visualizing him walking with his four-year-old son or daughter and going to the store or something like that. And, you know, people are going to think, oh, look, he's bringing his grandson or his granddaughter to go get ice cream. <laughs> No, that's my daughter. That's my son. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's, I can't. This is just... You know what? I, I, originally when I heard this story, and this this they announced it from like maybe over a week ago. When I heard the story, I was like, you know what? This has been perfect for my... This is so stupid segment. But... I actually didn't want to put it on there because it's not that it's stupid. It's just laughable. It's, it's fun. It's, I mean, congratulations, Jess. I'm glad you know it's yours. And all right, more power to you, buddy. But it's just so weird. <laughs> that's, that's, that's just awesome. They, I mean, at what age do you say, okay, I've have, I have, I've grown as children. I'm good. You know, I mean, I'll tell you something, kids. I got one kid. Right, I got a 23-year-old son. I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. I mean, I've always wanted to have a daughter as well, but I'm 52. I don't think it's going to happen. I'm, you know, I'm a single guy, and I'm enjoying my single life. Don't think I would ever, you know, maybe it's not in the cards for me to 
be in a relationship again. I the last relationship I I was in was Nightmare on Elm Street, <laughs> and that's and that's giving you a little peek into my personal life. So I just don't see it in the cards for me. But as as far as Pacino, hey, I'm glad he can still do his thing and everything is still working on him. <laughs> it's I don't know. It's God bless you, put Al. I you know I hope you're you live a long life to watch your son or daughter grow up and and be a part of your life that's all i can say god bless you <laughs> it's just still funny to me <laughs> all right so last up on today's fan geeks topics on cbr.com professional pop culture writer nicholas brooks posted an article that gives a very unique observation as to where jk Rowling may have got her inspiration for her world-renowned famous Harry Potter books. So, being a fan of the books of C.S. Lewis growing up, Rowan has said that Lewis's The Chronicles of Narnia stories were a huge influence for her. And even though the two stories have absolutely no ties to each other, one can't help but notice the influential connection between the four Pevensey's children of the Narnia stories and the four founders of the Hogwarts School of Witchcraft and and Wizardry. Because check this out. Alright. And hopefully you guys have seen or even read the books of Chronicles of Narnia Narnia or seen the movies because only then you will understand all that I'm about to say. Okay. So, let's start with Narnia. Peter, the oldest... Pevensey's sibling has all the brave leader qualities of Godric Gryffindor from Hogwarts. Okay? So that's one. Susan. Her sister Susan. Susan's, you know, bookworm desire for knowledge would be idyllic of Rowena Ravenclaw. Edmund, who has always hated being told what to do and who even foolishly for a brief moment sided with the White Witch, has the same mischievous side of Salazar Slytherin. And then my favorite, the youngest, Lucy. Lucy's caring nature and desperate desire to be understood is a perfect match for Helga Hufflepuff. In fact, if you even watch the first Narnia film, The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, The Shield... Peter is given as part of his battle armor clearly has a lion depicted on the front which of course in the story represents Aslan who's the Jesus Christ like lion of all of Narnia which in turn for his influence on Godric Gryffindor is represented by a lion as well so even though J.K. Rowling has never publicly connected the two stories as they're truly not connected at all, as I said in the beginning, you still can't help but notice the similarities. You know what I'm saying? I mean, hey, just goes to show you, influence can show itself in a very in very subtle ways. So I thought that was pretty cool, and I would have. And the funny thing is, had that writer Brooks not mentioned it, I probably would have gone all this time not even putting the two together. It wasn't until I just came across the article and I'm ready and I'm like, oh shit. 
Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, I really, I never, and I, I have all. I first of all, I have every Harry Potter, Harry Potter movie ever made. I have the entire collection, and uh, same thing for Narnia. I have all the Narnia movies, and and for each one, I never read the books for each one. I only just got into the to because of the movies, and I'm like saying, why did I never see this? So and you know the guy who wrote this as i said nicholas brooks he's been a pop pop culture writer for decades so he has a really keen eye and into it and sees things like this so i said i'm glad you brought this out because i would have never put two and two together even though the two stories have no relationship whatsoever you can see the influential thing i mean first of all there's there's kids involved for both of them there's magic involved for both of them so you know, and there's it's a whole story, you know, franchise. So they're connected in that way by just influence. So I thought that was that's pretty deep. I was like, wow, I would have never seen that coming, but I'm I'm glad I know now. It's you know not that it's gonna change my way of thinking of the movies. In fact, it makes it even better. But um, I just thought that was cool, and I'm glad that um he put that together as a as a well-written article and um i thought it was pretty cool all right guys so that is going to do it for this episode 13 of the fan geeks for all podcast i thank you once again for joining me um be sure once again to check out my youtube channel um which is under dark neo slash dark one entertainment and be sure to become a member of my website darkneofangeeks.com like i said that giveaway for the legend of zelda um Tears of Kingdom game is still on. You still have time, but you, only up until June 12th. Because by June 12th or even June 13th is when I'll announce the winner. So you still want to get that game for free. Come see your boy Dark Neo at DarkNeoFanGeeks.com and you know what to do. Alright guys, so that is going to be it for me. For everyone else listening, I thank you for joining me. Whether you're listening on Spotify or you're listening on Apple Podcasts or you're listening through another went you know podcast venue on the internet i still thank you for joining in enjoy the rest of your sunday uh, make it a good one make it a fun one and take a little time to become a fan geek for all all right guys much love to you Mwah. i'm out of here and i'll catch you next time Bye bye